0: Hello, this is Brian Bullington, and I am pastor of New Song Family Church in Vintuk, Namibia. I'm so glad that you have joined us today, and it's my prayer that this podcast message will help you to grow closer to Jesus as you walk daily with Him. Yeah, this, um, we're talking about tithing this morning, and I, and I want to know from you, before you were a believer, right, what did you think tithing was about? What was your impression of it? Before you knew about Jesus and about the kingdom and about church. What was your idea about tithing? Positive or negative? Making the pastor rich? Uh huh. It wasn't an idea because I didn't know about it. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> some coins for the basket. Some coins for the basket? Uh huh. So my first, my first um, experience with tithing um, <clears throat> was at the Kingdom Hall in Dal. It, it was Jehovah's Witness. I grew up Jehovah's Witness. And um, <clears throat> I remember them passing around a bowl. And everyone was putting coins in there. And it passed by us. And I watched it. And down, down the row, there was a kid who looked around. And his parents weren't looking. He took one of the coins and he put it in his pocket. Now because I was a seeker of justice, I waited until this boy went to the bathroom. So then I followed him. We didn't get into a confrontation, I just told him. And he needs to share some of it with me. <laughs> it, uh, yeah, it, it, was, it was an interesting experience and my mom probably, my mom is watching now, so she's probably seeing this for the first time. So, yeah. But tithing is, is something that we hear so much about. We we see people using it for all sorts of, of things. We see people using it as some sort of an investment account. That because God says I should test him, and because of people twisting scripture, I can put in, and God will bring me back hundredfold. Have you heard some of the, the televangelists and they Talk about sowing a seed and God will multiply it. Right, will bless you more and more. So it's like an investment account you put in. No risk. It will all come back. Right? We see it <clears throat> when uh, some people are asking for private jets and a new house and uh, a massive new building that they don't need. There's this negative connotation around this, this idea of tithing. But it's such a beautiful thing, it's, it's, it's not us really giving, it's God allowing us to participate with him. And in the Old Testament, I love this passage, it's in Exodus 35, verse 4 to 9. They're about to, to, to start to build the, the tent of meeting, which is the, the, the portable temple. Right? They're about to start putting this together, and Moses says to the people, he says to the whole community, this is what the Lord has commanded Take a sacred offering for the Lord. Let those with generous hearts present the following gifts to the Lord. Gold, silver, and bronze. Blue, purple, and scarlet thread. Fine linen and goat hair for cloth. Tanned ramskins and fine goatskin leather. Acacia wood. Olive oil for, for the lamps. Spices for the anointing oil. And the fragrant incense. Onyx stones and other gemstones to be set in the ephod in the priest's chest. So, He was saying to the people, We're about to prepare. This is going to be the place where we meet with God. But I want you to participate in this. I always think God owns everything. He could have just made all of those things appear. But he wants the whole community to be part of this. So it continues in in, um, verse 20. It says, So the whole community of Israel left Moses and returned to their tents. And all, all whose hearts were stirred and whose spirits were moved came and brought their sacred offerings to the Lord. They brought all the materials needed for the tabernacle, for the performance of his rituals, and for the sacred garments. Both men and women came, all those whose hearts were willing. They brought to the Lord their offerings of gold, uh, brooches, earrings, rings from their fingers, and necklaces. They presented gold objects of every kind as a special offering to the Lord. All those who owned the following items willingly brought them, blue, purple, and scarlet thread, fine linen and goat hair for cloth, tan ramskins and fine goatskin leather. And all who had silver and bronze objects gave them as a sacred sacred offering to the Lord. And those who had acacia wood brought it for the use in this project. And all the women who were skilled in, in sewing and spinning prepared blue, purple, and scarlet thread and fine linen cloth. And all the women who were willing used their skills to spin the goate into yarn. And the leaders brought the onyx stones and the special gemstones to be set in the ephod in the priest and, and the priest's chest piece. They also brought spices and olive oil for, uh, for the light and anointing and the anointing oil and the fragrant incense. So the people of Israel, every man and woman who was eager to help in the work of the Lord, had given them through Moses. Brought their gifts and gave them freely to the Lord. See, this this is a special thing because this is this is the first time the Israelites will come, and the presence of the Lord will dwell among them in that way, and they'll have an actual place of worship where they can all gather together. This was also a place where uh, they brought sacrifices, and they brought uh, sacrifices and offerings of thanksgiving. But more more importantly, their sins were atoned for in this place. This is the place where they brought sacrifices, and once a year, the high priest would go into the holiest of holies, the holiest of holies, to present this offering. So sins were forgiven at this place. It's a place where the Levites would 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 uh, serve as God's as God's people. He had chosen to do this to be the intercessors for the nation of Israel. But the nation of Israel themselves was supposed to be this beacon of light to all the other nations. As, you, as you've gone through the Bible reading plan, uh, I, I always, when I get to that part of Leviticus and, and, and Numbers, you really kind of have to, like you're really pushing through some of these days where the whole passage is just descriptions of measurements that you don't know. And you really have to push through. But every single one of these things reflects God's glory this beautiful place as you picture it you realize this is this is an amazing God we serve one who is holy and set apart and this building was unlike anything else this is just to, to 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 show the people this is a holy God that you are serving and I want you to be my chosen people God calling them to do this was saying calling them to to, to donate things to the building of the temple, was him saying, donate to the work of ministry. Be a part of the ministry. I'm not just going to do everything. I want you to actually be a part of it. It's, it's actually a privilege. And many times we see it as maybe an afterthought and th- something that we have to do. But God is actually inviting us. And, and I, I always think this is the most amazing thing. We, uh, I always think of of um, when, I, when I started soccer... And uh, I was bigger than all the other kids, and I was slow. And so I remember the first couple of times we would do, you'd do your soccer practice, and then afterwards you'd, the, the coach would let us play like a friendly between one another for the last 15 minutes. And I was the last one chosen until one day I knocked someone off of their feet. And then I was top pick now. But that feeling of being picked because someone has chosen you and said, I want you to be a part of this. That's what God does with us. as He says, "Come and be a part of this." He was saying to the Israelites, "You who are willing, who want to be a part of this, give." And that's what, that's what they did. And this says, is, this, is, this is actually, when I think of tithing, this is what I think of me getting to be a part of God's work. In um, the New Testament, in, in Luke 8, chapter, um, Luke chapter eight, verse one to three, it says this. It talks about people who supported Jesus' ministry. Soon afterwards, Jesus began a tour of the nearby towns and villages, preaching and announcing the good news about the kingdom of God. He took his 12 disciples with him, along along with some women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases. Among them were Mary Magdalene, from whom he had cast out seven uh, demons. Then there was Joanna, the wife of Chuza, Herod's business manager, Susanna, and many others who were contributing from their own resources to support Jesus and his disciples. That there were people who looked at the ministry of Jesus and said, this is, this is the thing to get involved in. This is the savior of heaven and earth. I hear everything that he says. I see what he's doing. I see him going through the towns and proclaiming freedom to the captives and giving sight to the blind and, and, and healing those who are, who are sick with all sorts of sicknesses and casting out demons, we want to be a part of this. And they gave from their own resources. And they traveled along with him as well. They got to be chosen. And, and in a society where women didn't, weren't necessarily respected or thought of as, as valuable, here is Jesus saying, I want to call you to be part of this as well. And this woman who I think of Mary Magdalene and as she's walking through with, with the disciples and with Jesus, people looking and saying, isn't that, that crazy woman who had demons on demons on demons inside of her? Why is Jesus doing this? It's his grace. This was an offering that they were giving to fund Jesus' ministry. And that's what tithe is. It's given to do the work of the gospel. To do God's work. To spread his gospel. That's what the tithe is for. Everything that should go into a church, as the money should go out, it should go to things that welcome people to Jesus. If we look at at, at our church, there are all sorts of things. Everything that's happening today, all, all the equipment, this is all because of tithe. Sunday school that happens. Coffee that will happen, <laughs> Bible studies that happen, YWAP, outreach to schools, internship, many more things happen because of the tithe. As you give, you say, I approve of these ministries and I want to be part of that in this way. Tithing provides salaries for, for us who work here, right? But it makes, po- it, makes it possible for churches not just ours, but others, to reach out, to reach out to their communities, to get involved in in projects, to to give where there is need. That's why we put the church budget forward every year. Say, this is what we want to do. This is how God is calling us to reach out. Will you join with us as we move forward in this direction? God has every resource in the world, but tithing is the way that he says... I want to use you as a resource. I want to give you purpose. The same way that we purposely and intentionally use our time and our effort, God is saying, use your money as well. Use it for the best purpose. There is the most noble purpose. This is a part of worship. Saying, God, I will be a part of your plan. I will move forward. And God gives us the opportunity to make use of our money for his eternal purposes. To use our money for things that really matter. I think of the many times you you, you psych yourself up to buy something you've been thinking about for a long time. And that feeling, when you finally have saved up enough and you go <clears throat> and buy it and you're excited about it, me and my wife were very different, I will wait till, till we get home and I'll just... Let it sit there for a little bit. Jen is completely different. She will open it in the car. If it's a pair of shoes, she will wear it right then and there because of the excitement. But whether it's me who opens it a couple of days later or her who opens it then, from the very moment that you open that up, your excitement starts to fade. It's it's, It's not this brand new thing anymore. But every time I have... Uh, looked at what the tithe is doing, what my tithe is doing as I, as, as I give it, and I see people coming to Christ. I see people learning about Jesus. I see people lift their hands and worship Jesus. I don't have that regret, that buyer's regret that I, that I get when I buy anything else. I feel this is for eternal purpose. This is the right place to put it. It's worship. And so, as tithing is worship, the the, the, the attitude of worship goes with it. Now, In Matthew uh, chapter 6, Jesus is talking to his disciples about giving. And right before he talked to them about praying. And he says, watch out, do not do your good deeds publicly to be admired by others. For you will lose the reward from your, from your Father in heaven. And In the same way that as we worship and as we pray, we're doing it for Jesus, tithing is the very same thing. But I've seen a lot of situations where this has been twisted, uh, where tithing becomes an act of worship, not to God, but to man, to the approval of the person next to you. Right? I remember when I, when I first got my pocket money, and now we're sitting in, in, in church and this bowl is passing by, and I'm looking at the kid next to me throwing in $10. Thinking, yeah, $10 is a lot of money. It was a lot, that was a lot of sweets. And you throw in and you want to throw in your five, but this guy just put in ten. I have to one up him. Ten dollars fifty. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> but then it becomes a pride thing. I'm showing him. I did just a little bit better than you. It's not it's not for us, it's not about us and, and, and our boasting. I, I had the privilege of, of going to NETS, and, and being at NETS, I interacted with all sorts of people, and, and um, many God-fearing people from different denominations. And There were many who agonized over the state of their churches. There was one guy who was on the brink of leaving his church because of one thing that they did. He said that the, the people who tithe the most, there were special seats in the front with cushion. And all the other chairs were just normal chairs. So if you tithed more than everyone else, those were your seats right in the front. And the sound was the best, and the lighting was the best. Everything was perfect right there. And he is about to leave his church for, because of that. One of our lecturers, I think it was Simon Gillam, told him that he actually called to, to make a difference. You're actually called to change these things. This is your church, don't leave it. But we see it all over. Uh, some, some, some churches do a, a thing where if you are in, they have even levels of giving. There, there's the silver level, there's the gold level, and then there's the platinum level. Right? I'm not making this up. Right? And the people at the very top, so the platinum levels, they get to have, if it's a couple, they get to have one-on-one dinner with them and the pastor and the pastor's wife. And the, 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 um, gold, the gold level, in all their power, <laughs> the gold level get to do a group meeting. And then the, the silver level, they get a dinner, not with a pastor, but the church gives them a dinner, but for all the, all the silver members together. It's crazy. There are some places where the top tithers have the most say in church decisions. They say, no, 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 I give 30% of the tithe, so I should be consulted before any decision is made. They become God. This is not what it's about. It's about gladly giving to God's mission, saying, my concern is to see people come to Christ. My concern is to see the lives of people change, and I will give my dollars towards that. Tithing should also not be done out of compulsion. That's something that I just have to do. Maybe I, I was taught this by my parents, or, or, or maybe my wife says we should do it, so let's do it. But it should be done from, from an excited and, and willing spirit. In Second Corinthians 9, verse 7 and 8, it says this, You must each decide in your heart how much to give, and don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully, and God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need, and plenty left over to share with others. Says he wants it to be an exciting thing that I, I can't wait to give. I can't wait to set aside this to give it to God's mission, because I know amazing things are going to happen. It reminds me of um, uh, my sister, my younger sister. So last year, on her ninth birthday, uh, I took her out and we went to to spur to eat, and um, I don't know I don't know what it is about our taste buds when we're younger, but I say we have uh, cheaper taste buds. They haven't acquired the distinct, the distinguished taste that we'll get in the future, right? <clears throat> But my sister's sitting there, and I think she had uh, uh, little uh, w- uh, wings and, and uh, ribs. And she was just, every bite she took, thank you so much. This is great. This is amazing. But then on top of that, she would make me taste everything. I've got my own meal, but she's like, no, you have to taste this. And thank you. Because you gave me this, I'm going to give some to you as well. She's giving me chips. We both have the same chips. But she's putting some on my plate. But excitement with gratitude. I should be saying, Jesus, you give so much to me. And I want you to change other people's lives in this way. I want other people to experience what I've experienced. So I will gladly give to your mission. At the same time, tithing must be done responsibly. So God has called us to be stewards of all of our resources, and money is one of them. Jesus criticized the Pharisees when he says that they, they would run away from the responsibility of taking care of their parents by saying, no, 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 I already what I was going to give to you I put into the tithe. And it says in the Bible in many places that if we don't love our family that we aren't really practicing love at all. And so we can't be reckless with that. So, if I've got a family to support, maybe uh, where I where I um, where I rent is six thousand, and maybe I earn eight thousand, I should probably not tithe five thousand of that eight thousand. If I've got people to take care of, I need to be reasonable with that. And it's not a system where God says, because you tithe more, I love you more, or because your tithe is a, is 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 a bigger amount the the impact of this money will go further that's not what god is saying god is saying i want you to be part of this ministry and give in your capacity but to be responsible and still love the people around you it says it's it's something that we must decide in our own heart but i think I think what God is saying here, because every decision that we make, we're supposed to consult with Jesus. So even our tithe, it's an an opportunity for us to engage in relationship with God. We can actually come to God and say, God, what would you like for me to tithe? You understand what money is going to be like next month and the month after that in a year's time. So you might set an amount for me that I think is crazy, I'm going to trust you or maybe you're, saying, you're telling me to tithe less than I'm tithing this is a, this is a point where you actually come to Jesus and, and experience Jesus speaking to us and guiding us there's also a way that God can teach us how to trust him but tithing is also not an excuse for us to, to, to physically withdraw from ministry there are many who think I give my tithe. That's my ministry. I don't need to do anything else. I tithe so that everyone else who's tithing less, they can go and share the gospel. I make it possible for them. I will bankroll them and I'll sit back. God's saying, No, I want everyone to be part to to, to 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 worship with their money, with their time, with their effort. So it's not an excuse. We can't ever say, I've tithed, so my my part is done for the month. God wants us to 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 get in the world and to to to, to share the gospel and to live live that out and not sit back. None of us there was there, there was a video that that um, we kept playing a couple of uh, weeks ago saying be the church. And as you look at the, the new testament church, there are not a people who sit back. Everyone is sharing. The gospel spread because not because of the the leaders, but everyone else who heard the gospel and took it upon themselves and said, "This is my responsibility, and I want to be a part of this. This is my purpose this is god 's plan for me." So they were giving, and it says that they were sharing amongst one another and giving, but they're also sharing the gospel in um in my in my selfish nature as I was as I was preparing this, I was saying, okay, but what do I get? Right? What does this do for me? I always have to, when I, when, I, when I think of that, I always have to go like, "Oh, I need to correct how I think. But every single thing that God is calling us to do has benefits for us. Because God in his wisdom, his plan is the perfect, is the perfect plan for us. His way of life is the perfect way of life. So it helps us with a number of things. Tithing helps us deal with greed, right? And our want for for more and more and more and more and more. I've heard many stories of people who were told to sell things, get rid of things that they thought were so dear to them. There's the man who comes to Jesus and says, what must I do to, to inherit the kingdom? And Jesus mentions all these things And he says, no, I've done all of these things since birth. And he says, go out and sell everything that you have. He says, because that's where your heart is. So God is, is, is trying to remind us through tithing not to be greedy and to stick to this or to be pulled by the things of this world, but to be totally consumed with him, for him to be the most important thing. Tithing also helps us to trust God with our money. As I come to God and I say, because tithing is also affirming that God gives me all things. And this is me giving, just giving back to him. Not giving back to him, redistributing this money that he's given. But it helps us to, to trust and to, to remember that this is not ours. This is not, this is not mine. Money comes and goes. But if I trust God with it, it will be used for eternal purposes. Thing that I, I keep saying, and I'm gonna say it again: tithing gives us another opportunity to join God in his ministry. It's another chance to be out there. I'll never forget the first soccer tournament I went to. And I and I remember going to that tournament and not playing one game. Because we were knocked out. We were, I wasn't one of the best players, and we were knocked out early, but the very next tournament I got to play the entire tournament, and I remember at the end of it um, talking, about, talking about this play that we did at this point and getting tackled by this guy and showing scars, and there was just this joy. Even though we lost and lost badly, there was just this joy of being able to share in this. Look at this, and did you see when that striker did this? Do you see how I knocked him out? But that joy, and God is saying, I want you to experience that joy. And often, people who say that their Christian lives are boring, that they're stale, are not involved. There'll never, never be boring moments. There'll be hard moments. There'll be scary moments. There'll be exciting moments. There'll never be boring moments if we're truly serving Jesus. And that's where joy is found. So as, as, as we think about tithing, how do, we, how do we then apply this? I like for us to do uh, two things. Um, whether you're, you're tithing or not, it's, it's never a bad thing to come to God and to say, okay, how do you want me to change this? Is it good the way it is? Would you like to change it? Should I do more? Should I do less? Should I tithe and then give money to this and to that? So talk to God about how much you should be tithing. But also the other thing is to constantly ask God God check my heart with this. Is there pride? Is there greed? Am I withholding from you? So let's, 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 let's um, pray and let's talk to God about how much we should be tithing and also let's ask God to check our hearts that as we tithe we tithe um, with, with excitement and with joy. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for for all that you give us. And thank you for the way that you provide for us. Thank you for the way that you love us. Everything that you give us, Lord, is an act of your grace because we are undeserving. Thank you, Jesus, um, that we never have to worry because you provide every single thing that we need. Thank you, God, for the fact that you loved us first. So I pray, Lord, that that our hearts would change, that we'd always be concerned about using our money to bring people to you, using our tithe to, to, to lovingly usher people into your presence. Lord Jesus, I, I, I pray uh, that you'd purify our hearts as we worship you in this way. God, we are only made pure by you, so I pray that you'd search our hearts. And as we look specifically at this tithing and and, and giving offerings, God, that our hearts would be in the right place, that it wouldn't be about us. It wouldn't be about our fame. It wouldn't be about us making ourselves feel better. It would be about bringing it to you in complete and total trust that you will use it for your purposes, that you bring people to know you, that you uh, give sight to the blind, that you rescue those who are far from you that you'd forgive sins and, 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 and bring people to a knowledge of you. God, I pray uh, that we'd be excited as we do this. Lord Jesus, thank you so much that you involve us in this ministry. You've given us purpose where we had none. You've taken us and, 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 and made us objects of, of, of light who shine your light to, the, to this world when we were objects of wrath. Thank you, Jesus. We praise you and we worship you. Amen. This is Rico Vecca, and I'm also a pastor at New Song Family Church. I want to thank you for listening to this message today, and it is my hope that you'll join us again for another New Song Family Church podcast.